Writers. Today, I'm chatting with speech pathologist turned children's author, Dennis Matthew. He's published two books in just eight months, has turned writing into his full-time job, and I'm pretty sure this guy is going to inspire you. Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Hello, writers. Welcome back to the Writer's Way podcast. I'm here today with the fabulous Dennis Matthew. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have all kinds of trophies back there. Yeah, it's, I'm, uh... This is, I feel like this office is a time capsule because this, like, so for, oh. for a little bit, we are in you know, a house. So everything that you see behind me is pictures and accolades from childhood up until now that my parent, parents have gathered over the years and um, oh. they were all in boxes. So they needed, needed to be put up somewhere. And so it's right behind me. It's the wall I, of I might do what you're doing. Yeah, I might do what you're doing. Uh, have a green screen so I can have like the Alps or whatever behind me. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to change it with the weather or I'm going to make my own wall of fame and just make up some stuff. Yeah, there you <laughs> I go. I one of those. <laughs> right on. Awesome. So Dennis, you have a couple of books out and I love your background. You were a speech pathologist. Yeah. Um, so, so just share with us sort of the journey, how you started. Um. So I was born in the United Arab Emirates. Um, that's in the Middle East. Um, did all of my elementary and middle school in Abu Dhabi, which is the capital of the United Arab Emirates. Um, then did my high school in um, South India. Came to the U.S. for uh, college in 2000 and um, parked in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, so my background, I uh, went to the University of Central Oklahoma and got my bachelor's and master's in speech pathology. Um, I want to say about when, when I started working in the schools as a speech pathologist is kind of when the uh, children's book author bug kind of, you know, got a hold of me. But I never realized, um, you know, the, the dream did not come into fruition, so to speak, till about this last December. So the idea was kind of dormant in my mind. And um, I was just brainstorming for the right concept for a book but there was also the fear of the unknown in terms of um you know okay i want to write a book what's next um because anytime i i spoke to anybody that was in the field or any you know raw research i did on google there was always the animal of the elephant in the room so to speak of you know the publisher and then you got to find the illustrator and it was never you know i just didn't know where to start mm-hmm. and so to i mean i want to say when after I so I got married and then I moved to the Boston area about four years ago and there was uh, a few months in, in that four-year window where I was unemployed and so um, had a lot of free time on my hands uh, I found myself I, I hate being bored I have to keep busy and so I you know I kind of skipped the uh, everything has to feel right to start something phase and I just said okay I'm just gonna open my laptop and just start typing and so I had a concept that I was kind of brewing on uh and it's it's Bello the cello now uh an award-winning book but um I just decided to sit down and just start typing um just the initial thought was I'm just gonna start a story 
it's going to have a beginning and middle and an end. And, uh, just, you know, um, it did not have to look right or feel cute or whatever. So I just put it on script, put it on a laptop, um, on, on a Word document. And then, again, got on Google and started searching writing coach because uh, I had no background in writing whatsoever. Uh, so it was just a lot of, you know, figuring things out on my own and um, call it divine providence. But uh, all the doors that I knocked on were the right doors. And um, what, eight months later, uh, here we are. And my second book's also out. So. Oh, cool. Two in eight months. I say what now? Two books yeah. in eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like once, once I kind of cracked open the door of ideas then everything started speak speaking to me like I could be in the kitchen and a coffee cup would talk to me yeah. uh, not not literally not literally <laughs> I'm not I'm thank not you for crazy. clarifying yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not crazy yet no but, I know uh, exactly what you mean because my I have three kids and all these quirky things they do I you know I'm like, I'm like you know keep it going right like, yeah so I think I think yeah, I think it was the melding of two worlds in the sense of being a speech pathologist for 12 years in elementary schools in two different parts of the country, in New England and in Oklahoma City, um, and seeing kiddos, seeing children from all different backgrounds, socioeconomic, ethnic, mm-hmm. um, whatever, right? Just seeing their day-to-day struggles um, and I saw a parallel between, you know, uh, looking at just mere objects in a room and just wondering what if they were animated and had the feelings of the children that uh, I come across in schools. And so that's, that's kind of how um, my mind just started operating. And once, once Bello came to real life uh, or became a real reality, then it was just easy for the next book and the concept for the next book and the next book just started, you know, um, flowing out. So right now, um, in the germinal stages, I have about seven to eight different concepts in development. Um, but yeah, once Bello came out and the sales took off, teachers and families across the country embraced Bello. Uh, and then it was just a matter of getting the next book out. So we're currently have two out. Um, and I'm, I have the third one in, in, in the script is almost ready to go. So Fantastic. Congratulations. That's so exciting. So in eight months, you've gotten awards and people have gotten behind you and you said you do this full time. I, yeah, I'm um, taking another, not another risk. Um, Cause I kind of, you know, discernment and just instinct tells me um, I, I tend to not do anything, you know, uh, uh, half hearted. Um, and when, when there's an adventure waiting for me, I want to just dive all in. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, putting feelers out there. You know, my, my wife's a great um, discerner slash litmus test for me. Um, and then I've got a support system of family and friends whose advice I trust. And, you know, before I press play on something daring and bold, I always, you know, pitch. Because I, 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 I realize that I don't have all the answers to, to life and existence as it is. So I, I always kind of rely on the collective uh, intellect of, uh, of wiser people around me. So, uh-huh. you know, so far, I, yeah, so far I have my wife's blessing. And so that's a big one for me. Um, so things, I mean, doors are opening for me. So I'll be leaving for California on Friday. 
I've got uh, quite a bit of travel uh, nationwide uh, coming up with Bello the Cello. Yep. Oh, so. so where are you talking at schools or what are you doing? Yep. So I'm doing book festivals, uh, conventions, schools, um, uh, California, the Boston area, Illinois, New York, uh, wow. Michigan. A lot of school visits uh, here in my uh, home state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Can you share a bit about how you, like people are always wanting to sort of break into that um, aspect of the business. So can you share about how that started or do you just email everybody? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, uh, friends who are, wa- you know, listening to you, watching you, always feel free to, I'll, I'll share my Twitter handle with you yes. and the website as well. Always feel free to reach out to me. But a lot of it, um, I had to kind of um, bite the bullet and figure out on my own. And what I mean by that is, it, it takes, like with everything else, a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, so my journey started with, you know, literally opening the laptop up, searching writing coach. A company out of New York just popped up as one of the top links. I didn't know anything about them. Um, but I want to say it was called Write by Night uh, is, the, is the name of the company. But I just uh, clicked on the link, saw a phone number, picked my cell phone up, just called the number and I was just somebody answered and I was like hey this is Dennis from Boston uh, the call's so random you know I I want to be a writer I have no background in it uh and so the lady I spoke with said all right uh let me match you up with a editor slash publisher um and so obviously when it comes to publishing you have your big dogs that kind of are you know on the um that own the block, so to speak, right? Your, your traditional approach approach of sending a manuscript in, hoping for the best. Um, and that's that has a lot of waiting game with it. But, are, but there are a lot of independent publishers out there that are looking for authors. And um, I got connected uh, with Nick Courtright, who's with Atmosphere Press out of Austin, Texas. And, um, and we hit it off right away. We had a great chemistry right away. So I sent a script in to him and I was always scared. You know, there's always that fear of, okay, and knowing nothing, I had the fear of, okay, I'm going to just email the script away to this person who I've never met, never, you know, and this day of like internet fraud and whatever, I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was this like, okay, cross my fingers and say all my prayers and hope everything works out. And he ended up being a great contact. Um, he uh, got in touch with me right away. We started um, editing the script. And I realized my little children's book script, my first swing at it, had like 600 words. So um, and he was like, okay, that's, that's a bit chunky, a bit meaty for a children's book. And so we went through it. it we had a lot of Skype conferences, Skype conversations. And he, we trimmed it down, trimmed it down um, to we thought was a good bite size for a children's book. Um, then through a mutual friend, met a couple of illustrators that I thought were a good fit for, uh, Bellow's story. And they were also very, uh, very cooperative in terms of letting me chime in on what the character should look like and what the story arc arc should look like. And I had some really unique concepts in what I saw in my mind's eye. For example, Bellow is part of a classroom that is very magical. There's, there are moving colors on the wall and things of that nature. And so the words described it, but now how were the pictures going to grab it and so grasp it? And so um, through a lot of back and forth, uh, you know, so many conversations, me being in Boston, my illustrators being here in Oklahoma, 
trying to convey a concept that they had not seen in a children's book before. Um, but finally, you know, I always had to explain it in, in, in terms of something that was already uh, relevant in their world. And so, for example, the pattern in Bello, the pattern in the classrooms that you see in, in, in Bello, the cello, I likened it to um, back in the day, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the Windows media player that they had back in the day. And so when you popped a CD in, uh, Windows media player would throw these patterns on, on these moving patterns on the screen. And so I had to tell one of my illustrators, do you remember? Thankfully, we were both in the same age bracket. Yeah. So I could say, hey, remember back in the day, moving patterns, <laughs> Windows media player? And, she, and, you know, and that's when the switch went on for her. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that's what you want on the wall. So I was like, yes, not exactly like that, but something like it. And so, you know, so it was a lot of that, just a lot of flexibility, um, a lot of giving in and meeting in the middle kind of thing. So, but that takes, a, that, that takes the willingness to be okay with uh, failing a lot and not giving up. So, um, you know, being a new author, you know, in your mind's eye, when you write something to you, it's perfect. Like it's 100, like it's ready to go. But then you expose it to the uh, the thought processes of other intellectual people. They they disagree, and so you you do a lot of you know um, bumping into or clashing into ideas, and you have to be okay with that. Like so, swallowing a swallowing, swallowing my pride was something I had to uh, be okay with from from the very get go. And I think you become a better student of the process. Um, you know, that. yeah. So. I do a lot of, as you can see, I talk a lot. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> so doing book festivals and children's schools. Um, and fest what else did you say? Or did I get it? Festivals and so, school visits. And then conventions as well. So tomorrow right. I'll be at, um, tomorrow I'll be at, at what's called Encyclomedia here in Oklahoma City, where um, it's a convention hosted by the Oklahoma Technological Association. Uh, and I got a last minute invite to come and um, share Bello uh, at the convention. So it's basically going to be, it's, it's, it's the hangout spot for all the librarians in the state of Oklahoma. Like Encyclomedia is where they, yeah, um, Encyclomedia is where they go to see who are the, who are the new authors kind of doing the Oklahoma circuit, so to speak. And so um, very fortunate to be uh, picked to go and kind of talk about my books there because Oklahoma's go ahead sorry oh sorry I was just gonna ask so you you print in bulk to do these visits and the festivals yeah and so where do you get your books printed so uh right now they're uh again my publisher handles that but I think he has a working relationship oh. with Ingram uh and so um oh. what I yeah so he and I work together to you know, edit my script. Um, he also puts it in, um, you know, book format, installs it on Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble and all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. once the script is done, I hand it off to my illustrator. Mm -hmm. My illustrator, you know, does, does, does what they do. And then when they have a finished product, they bring back that file. I guess it's called the InDesign file or whatever with all the pictures that are all good to go. We bring it back to the conversation table. And then my publisher essentially puts it in book format like um okay. you know a lot with bello the cello I, I realized that there was a lot of empty space between words and and images so we had to do a lot of like fillers and so 
Um, my publisher was good about doing that stuff. And um, yeah. Well, does your publisher line up the festivals and the school visits for you or is that all on you? I, I do all that by myself and I prefer it be, be that way because I love making grassroots connections with the uh, recipient of my books at the end, but that's just my personality. Yeah. Um, um, I know there are a lot of authors that, out there that just want to, you know, write it and then let an agent or a publicist or whatever get it out there, which is great. But I like, I like the, uh, you know, pounding the pavement, so to speak, like picking up the phone, uh, make the call, speaking to superintendents or principals or teachers. Because my experience in the classroom for 12 years, this is my way of serving the world of education without actually being in a classroom from nine to five. I feel like our teachers are some of um, the hardest, hardest workers out there. Um, you know, educating our children, preparing them for the future. And I, I, I feel for them and my heart goes out to them for the kind of work mm -hmm. that they do. Mm -hmm. And this is my way of serving them and, and today's kiddos in the classroom, uh, kind of writing to inform the current issues that our children face today in story form. So mm -hmm. I love having the hundreds and thousands of conversations with teachers who are in the classroom these decision makers that say yeah we we looked at your book we love it why don't you come into our school and you know do your thing so oh that's that's so good to hear and people who are educators or working in the classroom you know you see it you see it firsthand you see what's going on with the kids and what they're dealing with when you um craft your school visit like i spoke recently to another um author who does a lot of school visits and it sounds like he really puts on a great show you know he has their interest right away so do you speak to the whole school or do you try to do a grade at a time and and do you have a fantastic presentation or is it more like classroom sit and read a book and answer questions it's it's all of the above I don't have my magical show yet but <laughs> but but I will say the idea is brewing brewing in my head it's, yeah. it's coming yeah um, I feel like these ideas just evolve over time. And so, you know, you, you, you first have piece A and then you kind of start building because I'm brand new to this. I think, I think. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, pieces are coming along and, and the more I can see in my mind's eye, so to speak, then I can kind of start bringing it into reality. But in terms of a formula for a visit, I first and foremost ask the school, you know, what works best um, for your school or district or whatever. So for example, I have, an elementary that I'll be going to where they have over a thousand kids just mm. in, uh, just between pre-K and kindergarten. No. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness. yeah. So in a, in a school like that, wow. I, if I, if I, if I am to go classroom to classroom to classroom, I'll be there for a whole week. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. so essentially, you know, schools like that, they'll say, you know, come do an assembly. Yeah. Uh, and that works for me. Now, there are, I'm also going to uh, schools where the entire district has 600 kids. And so you have, you know, those elementary schools are tiny and I can spend an entire day there. Yeah. So I, I don't have a one size fits all kind of approach. Um, and I don't make it about as cliche as, my, as it may sound. Yes, when I'm doing an author visit, um, you're the guest there. But I don't, when I go in there, it's not about me. Like I, I try to, see what the needs of the school are and then best fit that what they already have going on. I don't want to come in with something brand new. And uh, cause again, like I said, teachers have enough to deal with uh, from start from the start of the day to the end of the day. Uh, mm -hmm. They've got 
you know, curriculum demands. They've got um, special schedules, lunch schedules, 20 minutes to eat, if that. And, you know, I don't want to come in and throw one more little wrinkle into their day as it is. Um, so I always ask schools, you know, do, do what you're already doing and see where I can come in just best serve you guys, best fit in. Um, so that's that's my approach. Yeah, yeah. that seems really smart because you're right. <laughs> Number one yeah. uh, key skill in a teacher is flexibility. I taught, yeah. I taught for 10 years, so I get what oh, you're Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, then, then you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you had like one piece of advice you would give to somebody in your shoes maybe a year or two ago with ideas brewing and all that kind of stuff, what would that piece of advice be? I would, I would say, you know, start somewhere. Um, I think one of the one of the biggest mistakes, and there, I mean, I feel like everything has a time, and you know, Bello came out when it was supposed to come out, but I feel it, it seems kind of shocking to me that a little idea could stay stay dormant in my mind for ten years. I I didn't start because right? I wanted the perfect idea to form in my mind, and maybe that was that's what was meant to be for Bello, mm-hmm. um, but. My, my biggest advice would be start somewhere. Don't be afraid to start. Like well, a lot of friends reach out to me and say, what's the first thing I can do? I, I always tell them, grab a pen, open a journal, start writing. Or it. just open a Word document and just start typing what it is you can, what, you, what you're already seeing in your mind's eye. You can always go and edit. You know, in the day of technology, you can go back and change anything you wrote. But start somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's what, um, that's what I tell my aspiring authors and, and don't be afraid to take risks. You don't have to start taking big risks or big risks from the very beginning, but, um, start, start with small risks and see what the returns are. And mm-hmm. if you're not getting the returns you're expecting, um, always rely on the collective intellect of the people around you and, um, seek out the wisdom of people who know better around, you know, right? Like with anything else in life, I feel yeah. so. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. Yeah. The network can really make or break you, I think, sometimes. Maybe not break you, but it can really help, right? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, I'd I, love it if you could share where people could get in touch with you or follow you or find you. I just recently did an episode on Twitter, so everybody's jumping on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm so late to the Twitter party, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> me yeah, too. You know, I, I tell... Uh, yeah, find me on Twitter, please, because um, I feel... <laughs> I used to be all about Facebook, but I think I've maxed out my friends list now, like, I don't oh. know how many times. So uh, f- Facebook is kind of ceasing to be the best way to uh, get a hold of me. But Twitter, please. Uh, my handle is at Stories by Dennis, at Stories by Dennis. And then my website is booksbydennis.com. So those are two great places. I'll put those in the show notes and links to your books. They sound fantastic. And you, you sound like you really have, you know, your finger on the pulse of my yeah, they are. love it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope people find you on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me on your show. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. See you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today, writers. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Dennis and his books. You can find the link for them in the show notes at lauriewriter.com. Here's a question for you. Are you ready to follow in Dennis's footsteps and make writing your full-time job? Let me know. Talk to you next week here on the Writer's Way podcast. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out lauriewriter.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.